0: Amen. I thank God for all the preparation that has come to this day here. I thank God for even the anxieties of the day. Because if there was none, then I would have something to worry because then I want to make sure that the devil was busy because then I must be doing something for him to try to be busy. Amen. And I ain't tooting no horn. I'm just saying it ain't been easy. It ain't been easy at all. And uh, so we're here, and it uh, just made me think, you know, about, uh, I was thinking about a child, a child, a five-year-old, a kindergarten in school, amen? And so the teacher had gave them an assignment, you know, they're kindergartners, so told them to draw something that's important to them, amen? And so one little girl was scribbling intently. She was going on, and she had the colors going, and she was making the shapes, and And the face and constructing, the teacher looked over at her. She she walked on over there, amen, just to see what really was going on. When she said, young lady, what are you drawing? She said, I'm drawing Jesus. Hmm. But the teacher, you know, the climate we live in today, she said, you know, nobody really knows what Jesus looked like. Amen? And the girl stopped sharply, looked right up. She said, in a minute they will. (laughs) <laughs> it just means that we need to be paying attention. Amen? <laughs> we, we need to be paying attention. We're going to be reading from the book of Jeremiah. It was read for you hearing in Jeremiah 18. And before I get that I want to share. Like, uh, Jeremiah was a prophet. He was sent by God to the southern kingdom of Judah. Amen? Amen? And uh, at the time, The society was deteriorating economically, politically, spiritually. There was wars and and people in captivity, and God's word was being outlawed. You would think I was talking about today. And this is 2,600 years ago, but it's relevant today. And that's how good God is. Amen. Because he'll bring you a relevant word out of a relic to you. Amen? A relevant word out of, out of a, a relic to you. And, and, that's, and that's how powerful God is. Jeremiah 18. If you have it, please stand. Rise with me, please. If you don't mind, if you can. And if you can't sit down, you'll be all right because God ain't going to hurt you. Amen? Chapter 18. We're going to read verses uh, 1 to 6 again. It says, the word which came to Jeremiah from the Lord, saying, Arise and go down to the potter's house, and there I will cause thee to hear my words. Then I went down, Jeremiah, to the potter's house, and behold, he wrought a work on the wheels. And the vessel that he made of clay was marred in the hand of the potter, so he made it again, another vessel. Asking good to the potter to make it. Amen. Then the word of the Lord came to me saying, O house of Israel, cannot I do this with you as this potter? Say, if the Lord behold, as the clay in the potter's hand, so are ye in my hands. Mm-hmm. O house of Israel, let us sit down. <laughs> we have a blessing on the word. Amen. O house of Israel. You know, uh, you guys got to work with me. uh, Like I said, there was some uh, challenges. I've been uh, ordained some more than a couple decades. Not ordained, licensed to preach more than a couple decades. Been preaching and always preach from paper. Even when we got digital, I always bring my tablet. But I haven't preached from it yet. I don't know why y'all pray for me, but that was part of the anxiety. Last night, my printer printed three pages. I said, well, maybe I just need some ink. And it said that. The black ink was out. And I had ordered some uh, a different brand of ink. You know how them printers don't like that now. Printers are too smart. They said, no, we don't recognize that ink. I said, it fit right in. Amen. <laughs> So then I, uh, I only put the black in. I said, you don't recognize the black one? Well, maybe I got put all the different colors in. You know, then they'll see, you know, we all, you know, one clan. Amen? So we put them in there. And it says, we really don't recognize none of these. It didn't say that, but that's what it said to me. Amen? So I, I hit the button. It's going, and so... Then I said, you know what? I'm giving it a chance. I hit the button. I walked out the room. Then it's the printer's in the room. My computer is downstairs. So then T said, it's up here beeping, I mean, so, but it ain't printing. And so I, I started to get anxious. Amen? I said, well, Lord, you know, I print out my contracts. The kids print out pictures. T print out everything. Oh, I'm sorry, sweetheart. I'm gonna, actually, I'm going to blame it on my son. I really am. Because one day he needed black paper, and he printed black paper. <laughs> Are you kidding me? <laughs> but I need it for the project. <laughs> I'd have bought you a whole ream. <laughs> and so the anxiety was, was, was going until we got here this morning. It was, it was, it was, still, I was still pressing this morning because I, I got it on my tablet, Amen. I got it on my phone. I even even made sure I got the glasses. I got glasses with the blue. They got the blue light stuff, you know what I mean? So that the glare of the tablet won't affect me. I'm I'm, I'm doing everything. I'm saying, Lord, you know, I'm going to do everything in my power, but I'm going to wait for you. Amen? I'm going to wait for you. Everything in my power, but I'm going to wait for you. And so I got in here, and I said, okay, we got in here. I I can bring it up. The computer wouldn't come on. Finally, we got the computer to come on, and nothing would open up. Nothing would stay open. Then, then the computer froze. Brian said, well, sh- shut it all the way down. Unplug it. Do something. You know what I mean? We're doing all kinds of stuff. So all right, we got the computer working, all right? I said, all right, Brian, I'm going to print it. And then we went in that room there. It used to be a printer right there in that first door. I went in there. I said, there ain't no printer there no more. And I said, well, Brian, well, you got to go in the other room and get it. And he said, I ain't got no key to that room. So now I'm really getting anxious, but I I look at it. I open up the tablet. I said, Lord, I can see it right there. I can." turn the tablet on, I can scroll, there it is right there, I'm looking at it, I can scroll it up, you know what I mean, but I I was anxious about the tablet going blank, or freezing like that computer did this morning, I'm just a little anxious, and then, and then the Savior came, yeah, 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 I'm not talking about Jesus, I'm talking about Elder Gray, (laughs) <laughs> Elder Gray walked into that, that, that other office and said, "You know, I don't know, they must have quite a few printers in there. He said, well, print it on this one. And I said, that one? I put it up on the computer. They don't see that one. I said, well, what's the name of it? Then he told me the name of it. I said, oh, that's the one. I printed it up, and here it is. Praise, praise God. Praise. praise God. My blood pressure went down. Yes, that's right. Wipe the sweat off my brow. I sat in the back. We were about to have prayer and everything, and I was good. Then I jumped up and ran out the room. And uh, he was like, you all right? I, said, I had to run out of the room. You know why? I said, Brian, you got your printout? He said, yeah. I said, I only see all odd numbers. <laughs> he said, well, turn it over. Now I don't know. <laughs> I didn't know that. It was printing on both sides of the page. When I tell you, the anxiety was going. I said, Lord, I need you right now. I need you right now, right here. And I hate to waste this time saying all this, but that's what I was going through so that this word will come to you. So y'all pray with me, amen? Y'all pray for me. So I don't know who this word is for, but I'm trying to tell you, I've been working. (laughs) We've been working to get this here, amen? The week has been challenging. My teenagers have been challenging, but God gave a word, amen? See, in this chapter here, first, there's a general declaration, amen? And here I told you the title, amen, and it's a question. It's, it's a question, it's not a question, but it's just follow the instructions. Just follow the instructions, and that seems so simple, Amen. I ordered a new lock because our door is, you know, it's digital. Everything's digital. There it is again. Scaring me again. I still keep a key, but a door is digital, right? And I said, and I've been typing this message, been doing this message for weeks, actually, and then God was bringing it to play. And the new lock came, and me and Malachi were put it on I said, come on, we got to put this new lock on the door. First thing I did was look at the picture. I said, I know he just told me to follow the instructions. <laughs> The Lord has been talking to me for weeks. Follow the instructions. Get the book. Get the book. Get the book. So I'm just telling you every little thing. Every little thing. And his, and, his, and, his, and his word is true. His word is powerful. His word is going to change lives. He says God's way of dealing with this uh, chapter 18 is God's way of dealing with the nation. Amen? It's, he's letting you know this is my way. I can do this. Amen? And he, he said he can easily do with them what he wants. Because he's the potter, and we are the clay. God, at any time, he clearly states what he can do, when to do it, where to do it, and then there was the revelation. Amen? That's how God does it. He will instruct you, point you in the right direction, teach you, give you the revelation, and you better act on. That's the God we serve. And I'm trying to tell you, it gets no better than that. Amen? See, sometimes when God is instructing us, we may get in the way. Amen? And then you come to church, first thing the preachers say, is there a word from the Lord? Yeah, is there a word from the Lord? Well, here in the text, God answers. I'm telling you the truth, and, and, and right there, in 18 verse one, it says, "The word which came to Jeremiah from the Lord." I can't make this up. And it's saying, "Arise, and go down. Arise and go down." God gave clear instruction to Jeremiah, instructions that seem clear, or meant to make sure that nobody is confused. He pointed out even in the right direction. He wants you to go. God ain't playing. And neither am I. I'm sorry. I got a phone ringing. Amen. I just shared the message. I mean, the the Facebook thing would lie with everybody so they can be on there too. That's why I got the phone. Make sure I'm watching me on there. (laughs) (laughs) So he pointed him even in the direction. He said, arise. Get up. And then he said, where? Go down the street. You know how it is. Down the street is the Puerto Rican store. Up the street is the ice cream store. Well, Where I'm from it was, it was down the street. Amen? And he told him, he gave clear instructions and directions so there's no confusion. Now, I'm a crane operator, tower crane operator. Uh, Right now, at times, I've been 600 feet in the air looking down at little ants, and they give me clear instructions because I can't see them, amen? They tell me to go left for 30 feet at what angle and come down 12 feet, 10 feet, 300 feet, they tell me to move forward They say trolley out, I trolley out. They tell me to go left, I go left. Got my watch on, that's how I know. Tell me to go right, <laughs> I go right. Clear instructions. You have to, you have to pay attention to what God is saying, amen. Yeah. You have to do what he told you to do, and, and 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 we get so confused at times, amen. Yeah. You know, it's kind of like with my teenagers. You can, my wife would say, oh, wake them up. I go over there, I knock on the door, it's time to get up. But if you don't check, half hour later, they'll still be in the same spot. They'll, they'll be in the same spot. I don't think they mean no harm. I hope they don't. <laughs> right? But you can't always blame them. God will do the same thing to you. He'll wake you up from a deep sleep. Boom! Wake you right up in the middle of the night. You, you've been resting good and he'll wake you right up. First thing you do, you wake up and say, Hmm, where that bag of chips at? Yeah. Come on now, tell the truth. Some of them, you get even deeper, they go to the refrigerator. Look down. I don't know if it was down or up. Look at that freezer section. Ice cream. I know it's there. <laughs> Briars. Extra creamy vanilla. No, 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 oh, that's mine. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That briar extra creamy. Lord got to help me. <laughs> I'm falling short. I need some prayer. Amen. But you gotta recognize when God is calling you. So when we get up early in the morning, God wakes you up, He got something for you to do. He's calling on you. He's calling on you. But we look for every other thing. Look for every other thing. We like like, like we don't recognize. But we need to recognize because God even showed us in His Word, even with Samuel. Amen? Even with Samuel, God showed Samuel what he wanted him to do. Amen. I'm going to find it, but I can't. We'll work it out. But when uh, Samuel was with the prophet uh, Eli, amen, God spoke and said, Samuel, he got up. He ran to the prophet. Yes, sir. what you say? He said, what's wrong with you? Go ahead. Go ahead. Go back to sleep. And he got up. He did it again. He came and he went to the prophet. He told him, go ahead. Go. Go back to sleep. It wasn't me. Third time he came. God woke him up, and the prophet realized who was calling the boy. The boy was young. He didn't know the voice of the Lord. He heard the voice of the Lord, but he only knew the the, 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 the a voice of Eli. And so he perceived God gave Eli perception to tell the boy. The next time you hear it, say, Lord, here am I, your servant. So when he, when he woke up again, the Lord said, Samuel, he said, Lord, here am I. Your servant is willing. Then he knew the voice of the Lord. Then he knew that God was calling. So just like we need to hear the voice of the Lord, recognize it's him and not think about ourselves because that's what we do. Amen. Because I know you wonder why I'm going to talk about ice cream and chips, because when you wake up early in the morning, and you see them. You thinking about yourself. Ice cream. And, know, or ice cream and chips. They go somewhere. Amen? So, <laughs> you got to forgive me. <laughs> Sometimes I'm bad to myself. So we need to listen to God if we want to be blessed. Amen? Once we recognize that as God's calling us, we need to respond as a willing servant. Lord, here I am your servant. We you see, we should be humbled by the fact that God even called us. We need to be willing and willing. And at the same time, able. And a lot of us, like I said, are thinking someone else. Not, 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 not this church. I'm talking about the church down the street. Amen? Not us. Not us. But Jesus gave clear instruction so that we could be blessed. Amen? He even gave us an example of that in the New Testament when he turned the water to wine. Amen? Amen? When uh, his mother said, Jesus, she said, they have no more wine. He said, well, what is that to me? What do I have to do with that? Because he know, he said in his word, my time has not come yet. But Jesus gave clear instruction. And the instruction that Jesus gave had nothing to do with wine. That's how good God is. Amen? That's why we need to listen to God. That's why we need to read his word. That's why we need to understand what he's saying, why he's saying it, because he wants you. He's not going to take you to the destination without giving giving you the plan to get there, amen? And the plan is not what you want it to be, because if you knew the plan, you would never even take the destination. So he told them to gather some pots and pour some water. Got nothing to do with my wine, amen? Nothing to do with wine. I'm going to pour it up all the way up to the top. I'm giving them all kinds of instructions. Anybody know anything about wine? There's some things you got to do. You got to start by planting the vine. You got to grow some grapes. Well, that's if you make them. You know, I'm from the South. They make wine out of tomatoes, <laughs> potatoes, blueberries, right. carrot. They make all kinds of wine down. It wasn't me. Oh. <laughs> okay. But they planted the vine, amen, and they grow the grapes. And they have to be ripe. If you don't get them at the right time, if they get too much water, if they get too much sun, if there's such things growing on the, on the grapes, the wine won't come. It'll turn into all kinds of stuff. Amen? You got to use it as vinegar. It has to be perfect. Then you got to press the grapes. Amen? Pressing. Then you got to ferment them. You got to add stuff to them. And, and then you got to pour it in the right vessel. And that vessel has to be laid in the right temperature, in the right light, and it takes time. Jesus didn't say none of that. Jesus ain't got to wait for wine to become wine or grapes to grow on the vine. Jesus ain't got to wait for nobody to get it right. He is God. He said pour some water in the pot and bring it over here. He said get a ladle stick in there, dip it out, pour it out for the people to drink. Now, I know if I was working for Jesus at that time, there's something wrong with this guy. Amen? Tell the truth now. You know about how, how wine is, man. I just told you. Nothing that Jesus said had anything to do with that process. But when, he, when, he, when they did that, amen? Let me see. There you go. When I, I got to flip the pages, amen? <laughs> but when he did that, <clears throat> the people were blessed because they listened to Jesus' instructions. And they said he brought the wine, they brought, they brought the vessels that were filled with water and poured it in their glasses. And they say, and the ruler at the time, in and, and, and John chapter 2, verse 9, said the ruler at the feast attested the water that was made in the wine and knew not where it was from. See, because he ain't never had wine that God made. He ain't never had wine that God spoke into existence in the instant He knew the process, but we're talking about God. Amen? He said, you saved the best for last. Amen? Are you listening to me? If you listen to his instructions and let God handle it, you'll be blessed. You'll be blessed. You'll be blessed in such a way that you never understand where it came from, how he did it. But you'll look at the blessings. You'll be able to experience the fruit that God has made just for you. I learned from a man... It's in here, it said the fruit, when it grows on the tree, low-hanging fruit, the fruit ain't for the tree. The fruit is for you. That's what God does. He has it low-hanging just for you. Let God handle it. And he even showed us again, again, I got to give you examples. I want you to understand that the instructions of God are true, that the instructions of God are needed, that the instructions of God makes no sense to you because his ways are higher than our ways. His thoughts are higher than our thoughts. When he fed the 5,000 men and their women and children, amen, he didn't go get 5,000 fish. He didn't even get 5,000 loaves of bread. He didn't give them what he did. Matter of fact, he even tested his disciples. He said, uh, Tell them, let's feed them. They said, huh? We ain't got no money for that. They thought the same way. you would have thought in the flesh. How are we going to feed them? Amen? I mean, y'all come over to my house. We're going to try. Come on now. I'm telling you. We're going to go in the deep freezer be throwing it out while something else is cooking. We're going to make it happen. I've seen God do it. And, uh, and since I'm talking about I've seen God do it, I've got to say thank you to my mother-in-love, who's at home not feeling well. And I didn't say that. Amen. Because God used her to do it every single time. Amen. <laughs> Use her to do it every single time. And so he fed them. He fed the 5,000. He didn't change. He didn't do anything. He, did, he, did, he made, he gave instructions. Tell them to sit down in groups of 50. What does that have to do with feeding people with five fish? and, and, and I mean, yeah, five Loaves and two fish. Am I saying it right? Yeah, with five loaves and two fish. I don't care how many times you sit 5,000 people down in the 50s, you still only got five loaves and two fish. <laughs> but that's what Jesus said. And then he said this. He said, bring the food to me. He did the same thing we're talking about here as with the clay. Put it in my hands. He blessed it and started dispensing it out until when it was over. What did they have left? Twelve baskets full of leftovers. And they needed the leftovers for the next journey. God knows exactly what he's doing. I mean, he knows exactly, even though it makes no earthly sense to you, what God is trying to do for you, spiritually, it's going to grow you, take care of you, feed you, provide for you, it's going to teach you, direct you, and show you what God has for you. Amen? Show you what God has for you. So, sometimes when he wakes us up and we don't think, we do things that we want to do, but in his word... In 18.2, it says, Arise and go down to the potter's house. And I will cause thee to hear my words. First, there was clear instruction. Words of the Lord, arise. And then he arose and he went. And he was never given the word that God was going to have for him, but he wanted him to follow instructions. So God was trying to bless him, just like he's been trying to bless us for such a long time, amen? But we get up and get ice cream. Oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Or sometimes we think that when God gave us a new job, that was the blessing. No, nah, that, that wasn't oh, it, that wasn't it. Sometimes we think, because we got to raise at work, that was the blessing. No, nope, that wasn't it, that wasn't it. Sometimes some of us get that new car, and we even come to church say, hey, say, I got that new one. Yeah. <laughs> God done did it again. <laughs> that wasn't it. That wasn't the blessing. See, all of those things I just named were just the means that God gave you to, to receive the blessing from him, amen? If he give you a new house, because at time at your house, you need to be serving God, reading his word. That's the blessing, his word. His word is eternal. When you, God gives you a new car and some more money, that's so you can get to church, pay your tithes, and get the word, because the word is eternal. The blessing is the word of God, amen? The blessing is the word because the word is eternal. It says Jeremiah went to the potter's house in verse 3 and he beheld and and he worked a work on the wheel. Now, Jeremiah was not a potter, amen, but he listened to the Lord and he went down. He had to pay attention to what the potter was doing because God was trying to teach him something. God wants us to be able to see what he wants us to do, amen. He wants us to see what he wants us to see, not what we see because what we see is not the same that God sees, Amen. That's why we need to stay in his word. Because just like the potter, God had formed something out out, out of the ground and clay prior to. Amen? He formed Adam out of dust of the ground with his hands. Just like the potter. Before he breathed the breath of life in him, he formed him just like the potter. That's what God is doing with us. Forming us just like the potter. Sometimes we let our lives get in the way. We let the things that we want to do. God does everything with purpose because he's God. Don't think he needs you. He wants you. See, because he's sovereign. He can do whatever he want to do, when he want to do it, how he want to do it, where he want to do it, and with who. But today he chose you. By his word, he allows us to even be here, to hear his word, to do what he calls us to do, because he's sovereign. God is God. When you know the word of the Lord, you can see the reason that he has for us and what he wants us to do. So why is it important for us to read his word? So that when God speaks, we recognize what he's saying. So that God speaks, we know that it's his word. Because when God speaks to you, he speaks to you by way of his word, not somebody else's. I know a lot of times we want to talk about, and the bishop says, if the bishop ain't reading the word of God, you need to kind of check that at the door. Amen? Check that at the door. I don't care if they hold the Bible up. As soon as he put it down and go to his own self, be careful. <laughs> be careful. See, because he can do what he want to do when he wants to do it because he's sovereign. God is God. So we need to meditate on this word day and night. It says in Psalms, it says, blessing the man that walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in, this, in the way of the sinner, nor sitteth in the sea of the scornful, but in his law does he meditate day and night. He wants us to be blessed to be in his word, to have his way, to do what he called us to do. Just follow his instructions. God will share his word from you from the Bible that was already written. That's for you, that you have in your hand. Right now, if you don't have one, you can speak to me, you'll get one. Amen. Just follows instructions. God is amazing. He's been everything for, for, for us, everything to everybody. And He does one thing that nobody else can do like Him. He makes it simple. He makes it as simple as A, B, and C one, two, and three to get His word to you. I mean, I don't have to speak no Greek to you, amen? Nor do I have to sprinkle any, any Hebrew or Aramaic. I can talk to you in the language that God has given you, and that's English, amen? He is our God. We can make it personal. And until you make it personal, you're not going to hear from God. I'm talking to you, right? Amen? It's just like talking to young folks. It's hard talking to these teenagers. I, I hate to be harping on my kids and, and young folks because they don't hear me. But let me tell you what happens. soon as they, one of their friends say the same thing I say, they get it. Amen? I had to look back there because I didn't want you all to see my face. <laughs> Amen. Some of them, one of them said, you, and you can be in the room, you're here, to, you'll do this. Because <laughs> if you played the tape, but later for that, that's not important. Just as long as they get it. Amen. You want them to get it. And that's what God is doing. Amen. Amen. He wanted to use us. It's like in the moment of the time, he wants you to understand so that when the people do get that eureka moment, that, that aha, I got you moment, amen, then they can turn, and turn in your direction and say, I got it, I got it, I hear, I hear. We ain't got to talk about what you used to do, let's talk about what God has for you. I personally don't care where you came from. God wants to know where you're going. Let me rephrase. I said that wrong. God wants you to know where you're going. He knows. (laughs) Amen? So at least you want them to get it. So when Jesus is your personal friend, amen? Who's your best friend? Anybody got a best friend? Raise your hand if you got a best friend. All right. There you go. Amen. Now, if you make Jesus your best friend, you're going to do a whole lot better than what you're doing right now. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. You're going to do a whole lot better than what you're doing right now. Because when his word comes to you, it's going to come to you clear. When we walk in the spirit, we can determine the difference between the spirit and the flesh. When we walk in the flesh, we mind the things of the flesh. That's the word of God. That's the word of God. Let me make it plain. Let me land this plane bring it down to the destination that God would have. us. We just need to follow. Turn to your neighbor and say, follow. Just follow the instructions. Don't do like Rob. And look at the picture. (laughs) Just fine. (laughs) (laughs) Jeremiah 18, verse 4, it says, And the vessel that he made of clay was marred in the hand of the potter, so he made another vessel, as seemed good to the potter to make. You see, God was the one who made us. But just like the clay on the wheel, some of us got a hard spot up in us. You know what I mean? Some of us got a hard head or a hard behind, a stubborn neck. Some of us got some stuff we holding on, to. Amen? You know how and I, I'm going to say something, and if this is you, just say ouch. You know, matter of fact, don't say nothing because I don't want to see it. <laughs> some of us, they'll say, no, I, I, I hate to step on toes, but let me move my feet back. Some of us say, I forgive, but I won't forget All I got to say is I'm glad you ain't God (laughs) because I need God to throw that stuff in the sea of forgetfulness because I don't want to see it no more. Amen. We got to do like God would have us to do because as long as you hold that hard spot like the potter, when God is shaping you, every time that hard spot comes around to his hand, it's going to cause a problem. And God keeps moving the wheel. That's what the potter does. They move the wheel. And he moves the, when the potter's sitting there, they move the wheel at their own pace. See, like that? You got some, you got some beats like Brother Then yeah. oh. You're going to you're gonna have double wheels then, because he be doing it, right? Amen? They yeah. <laughs> 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 ain't going to hit the cymbal. Boom! <laughs> but, yeah, the potter moves that wheel, but that hard spot, every time it comes around, it calls a mar in the vessel. And God, he moves it again. He's going, he's shaping it. He's trying to get you around there. That hard spot come around again. All right. So then God said, okay, I'm, I'm going to try to help you out. I'm going to put a little pressure there. And then He put some pressure. And God put some pressure on you. He put some pressure on you. And He moved that will, and you're going to hold on to that thing. Anybody ever hold on to something? The longer you hold it, it belongs to you. The person you're holding it for, they ain't even thinking about it. And God's still trying to shape you. And the vessel comes out marred. You know what God's going to do? you know, just, <clears throat> ball it all up. Let's start again. He'll put you on that wheel. And God is working with you. He ain't gave up. He called him long-suffering. He yeah. put you on that wheel, and that hard spot going to come again. He said, I'm going to give you a chance now. Then he put some pressure right on that hard spot. Amen? That person that gets on your nerve, calls problems at the job, they come right to your desk and say, good morning. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you. And, and you got all kind of stuff with you. You standing there, uh, 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 Jesus said, no, no, that ain't what you said, but I'm just, I'm trying to help you out. (laughs) But he on that wheel, and they come there, and you got that hard spot there, and God use them, and they ask you for help. Hmm. Have you ever been on that wheel? And God is shaping you. God is trying to make a vessel of honor out of you, but we're holding on to some mess. Then, I'm telling you what the potter has to do. When it's tough and it, and it, and it won't give, the potter sprinkles a little water to soften it up, to make it more pliable. The Holy Spirit comes in. Amen. God touch your heart and, and, and makes you see that person in a different light and, and hope that you're listening because then that time when the, when the wheel is going and, the, and you being the clay, it was getting a little soft because God didn't some holy water on you, amen? You start getting all excited on the inside and you got to answer then and then God brings his finger in and he puts that pressure right there and plucks the hard spot out, but you still got to let him do it. He's the potter he's not trying to force you to do anything and he's moving at will just like I was holding Genesis that's how God cares for us and that's why he takes the time with us and and that's why he still moves the wheel that's why he would the, the vessel would come out marred and he would make it again he would make it again so that you can be what he's called you to be, so that you can do what he's called you to do for the purpose God has called you. There's power in the name of Jesus, and you got to let go of the hard stuff so that you can be a vessel of honor, a vessel to be used. Everybody's not going to be the same vessel. Somebody might be a pot. Somebody might be a plate. Somebody might be a cup. Somebody might be a bowl of receiver. But God wants to make you into a vessel of honor. and You're not all going to be the same vessel, but we need to follow the instructions. Take it to God and leave him there. He says, take my yoke. For my yoke is easy. My burden is light. He said, give me your burden. See, the Lord just wants to take it from you. He don't want you to be burdened down. He don't want you to be hurt. He don't want you to be heavy laden. Take my yoke. My yoke is easy. God wants to bless you, wants to take care of you, wants to provide for you, wants to care for you. He does all of this just for you. I know you're saying, I know who this word is for. And if they was here. (laughs) And as long as you think that, that word's just for you. He wants to give you the instructions that he would have. He don't want you to be stubborn. And he's showing you, amen, as he sprinkled the water on you to make you more pliable, to make you more useful so that God can do what he called you to do, amen? See, God uses situations and circumstances to teach us, to grow us, ultimately to bless us. And if you just listen to the instructions, do this and you can hear the word of the Lord. As I close the day, amen. Then once you do that and give in, he will answer that one question that a lot of us have. And I'm talking about those that come to church, gave their life to the Lord. And and that question is, Lord God, what is my spiritual gift? Just listen to the instructions. Let us stand. God wants to use you today. Amen. God wants to instruct you today. Amen. God wants you to listen to what he called you to do, why he called you to do it. I don't know, but God knows. Are you listening to him? Do you want to hear him? Amen. Right now, we want to see if it's you that God's calling. Everybody close your eyes. Amen. Amen. Because God may be calling you. He'd make it as simple. Like I said, He makes it simple as A, B, C, simple as one, two, three. God makes it simple so that if it's you that He's calling, He's calling on you right now to come down and give your life to the Lord. All you gotta do is one of three things. Amen. Actually, three or three, but one at a time. It's admit, Amen. A, hey, A, hey, admit that you're a sinner. Guess what? We all have sinned come short of the glory of God from the pulpit to the door. We got to admit that you're a sinner. Simple as A, B, and C. And B, we got to believe that Christ died on the cross, and he died on the cross just for you. He died on the cross just for you. And he was buried, and stayed in the tomb three days. Was risen on the third day just for you. Even you that's online, that's watching, Christ died just for you. Do you want him right now? Do you need him right now? You do need him. See, confess him as your savior so he can put you on the wheel and start molding and shaping. Sprinkling that Holy Spirit, that living water on you. Amen? Which is the word of God, which is eternal. You have a living spring springing up on the inside. So much so. See, shut up like fire. Shut up in your bones. you got to share it. Confess him as your savior so his word can make him your Lord, your master. His word can teach you, guide you, direct you. and you can change your life. Is there one? Raise your hand right now. Is there one that wants to just follow the instructions? Is there one that wants to do it God's way today? Today is a day of salvation, not tomorrow. Tomorrow is not promised. Today is a chance you got to get it right today. I don't care how long you've been here. If you're embarrassed, don't be embarrassed. Raise your hand. People play church all their life and never get saved. People know how to sing, they know how to dance, they know how to play music, all that, and never get saved. Today is the day of salvation. Is there one? Well, maybe you are saved, amen, and you don't have a church home, and you want God to instruct you. You want God to use people to instruct you, to point you in the right direction. You want God to send people to hold you, care for you, direct you, lead God, and counsel you. to show you how to raise a family there is an instruction book it's called the bible and i know we all say i ain't, ain't no